This is a Scream Queen production. Jen Carpenter, and it's time for Chapter 7 of True Crime Storytime, sponsored by your local true crime bookshop, Dead Time Stories, True Crime, and Other Books, located in Lansing, Michigan. If you can't make it to the shop to purchase today's featured book, you can order it online, and we will ship it right to you. 2020's We Thought We Knew You by M. William Phelps details the strange 2015 death of Mary Yoder. 60-year-old Mary was a chiropractor with a thriving practice in upstate New York. She and her husband, William, had been together since college, nearly 40 years. They ran the practice together, had three adult children, some grandkids, just a really nice life. Until July 20th, 2015. July 20th was a Monday. William had the day off, but Mary had a full 10-hour day ahead of her with over 30 patients scheduled at the clinic. She and the clinic's receptionist, 23-year-old Caitlin Conley, managed the chaos nicely. Caitlin had been with the clinic for a couple of years. She dated the Yoder's son, Adam, for a bit, but she stayed on with the company after that relationship ended. By all accounts, it was a normal day at the clinic. Mary radiated her signature warmth and peace, according to one friend and client. She adjusted some spines, she went and visited her mother and sister on her lunch break, and then she returned to the office to finish out the day. But at about 4.30 that afternoon, she started not feeling well. Violent stomach pains, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. She soldiered through the rest of her shift, then she went home to try to sleep off what she was hoping was just food poisoning. The next morning, she wasn't doing any better, so her husband took her to the emergency room. They did blood work, ran tests, and they could not find the source of what was making Mary so ill. By that evening, her condition had improved, but the hospital still wanted to keep her overnight for observation. So William went home to get some sleep, and he hoped that when he returned the next morning, Mary would be feeling much better and she would be able to be discharged. But that is not what happened. At 5.30 a.m. on July 22nd, William awoke to two New York State troopers standing on his front porch pounding on the door. The hospital had been trying to reach him all night. Maybe, like, if your spouse is in the emergency room, leave your ringer on? I don't know. Uh, So Mary's condition had taken a turn, and she was now in intensive care in critical condition. She tried to get out of her bed, and she had a bad fall. She went into cardiac arrest more than once. And none of this was making any sense. Just two days prior, Mary had been the picture of perfect health. She took care of herself. She was very active. And now she was dying. At 2.54 p.m. on July 22nd, 2015, Mary passed away less than 48 hours after her mystery illness began. 
An autopsy and toxicology report revealed that there was nothing natural about Mary's cause of death. She died from acute colchicine intoxication. Colchicine is a highly toxic substance that comes from the autumn crocus plant. In pill form, colchicine is commonly used to treat gout, but only very carefully uh, because it's very easy to overdose on it. In its pure form, though, colchicine, even the tiniest amount, is deadly. It causes cardiac arrest, the body's organs start shutting down, and this is exactly what happened to Mary Yoder. She had been poisoned, but by who? Authorities initially looked to her husband, because it's always the husband, right? William was presumably the beneficiary of Mary's life insurance policy and, and, began here, Within weeks of her death, he became romantically involved with her sister, the love of his life for 40 years, and he shacked up with her sister right after she died. Ultimately, authorities cleared William as a suspect, and their investigation continued. In November of 2015, four months after Mary's death, authorities at the medical examiner's office and at the Oneida County Sheriff's Office received identical anonymous letters blaming Mary's only son, Adam, for her murder, suggesting a proposed inheritance as the motive. These letters even mentioned exactly where the bottle of poison used to kill Mary could be found. Authorities brought Adam in for questioning, and they asked for permission to search his vehicle. He denied any involvement in his mother's death, and he turned over the keys to his car. Per the letter's instructions, authorities focused on a specific area in the car where they found not only a one-ounce bottle of colchicine that had been opened, but also a receipt for its purchase. Authorities used the receipt to contact the seller, who communicated with the purchaser of the poison mostly by email, using the email address mradamyoder1990 at gmail.com. But the seller did speak to the purchaser on the phone a couple of times, and he described the buyer as having a young, soft female voice. The poison was billed and shipped to Chiropractic Family Care, care of Adam Yoder. But uh, Adam didn't have a young, soft female voice, and he didn't process the mail at the chiropractic center. He didn't even work there anymore. Know who did, though? his ex-girlfriend and the clinic's receptionist, 23-year-old Caitlin Conley. Caitlin, who signed for the colchicine when it arrived at the clinic. Caitlin, whose DNA was found on the stamps attached to those anonymous letters sent to authorities, as well as on the bottle of colchicine found in Adam's car, which had now officially been labeled the murder weapon. Caitlin, who had created and accessed that Mr. Adam Yoder 1990 email account from her work and home computers and phones. Caitlin, who purchased the prepaid gift card that was used to purchase the poison. Caitlin, whose phone still had screenshots saved to it about different poisons and how they worked, including colchicine. But why would Mary Yoder's receptionist, someone she considered a friend, probably looked at as a daughter, murder her. Revenge. Not against Mary, but against Adam. Not only would he suffer the pain of losing his mother, but if things went according to plan, he'd also spend the rest of his life in prison for killing her. 
Things did not go according to plan, though, and it was Caitlin Conley who wound up on trial, charged with second-degree murder. At her first trial, her defense team tried to blame the death on Mary's husband, William Yoder. And I mean, the whole sister thing, that was definitely not a good look. Uh, They accused him of spiking her protein shake with poison the morning she fell ill. The trial ended with a hung jury, so they had to do the whole thing all over again. And this time, the defense stuck with Caitlin's original blueprint and blamed the murder on Caitlin's ex-boyfriend, Mary's son, Adam Yoder. The jury was not buying the bullshit, and they found Caitlin guilty of first-degree manslaughter. She was sentenced to 23 years in prison. She appealed the shit out of her conviction. She lost those appeals, and she is still behind bars today. But she is not without supporters. If you feel like going down a rabbit hole, peruse the Facebook group Free Caitlin Conley that exists. I didn't dig very far into it. I just saw that it's a thing and it's it's a movement, right, to, to try to free this girl because she was wrongfully convicted. If you'd like more than a quick synopsis on this wildly odd case, come on into Dead Time Stories, grab a copy of We Thought We Knew You by M. William Phelps. That's it for today's true crime story time. A new episode of So Dead is coming your way next week. And until then, keep shining, you magnificent what the fucks. 